Hey folks, I'm Nick D'Alessandro, and this is Wait 5 Minutes, a podcast about Florida by a Floridian. We are getting ready to start our 11th season uh, just this upcoming Monday, and there's going to be some very exciting Halloween episodes that I'm thrilled about, and an episode on Halloween itself, and some really exciting fall and and holiday episodes that I really think you're going to love, some stuff that I've been wanting to talk to you about for a very long time. But this week, I wanted to talk to you honestly, because... If you know what's going on in Florida, we have a, a, a big event that has just occurred, a, a, a climate disaster that has left many people without homes, left lots of our, our towns looking a lot different than they did just two weeks ago, and we've lost lives of, of Floridians and citizens and people, and it is a tragedy. And I just wanted to talk about Hurricane Ian before we got into this season because, frankly, it's going to influence a lot of these episodes coming up. I've got an episode that's coming out in just about two weeks that's going to have conversation about Ian in it. It was not supposed to, was not part of the plan, but that's just the nature of what happened to us. So I wanted to talk about Ian. And then this upcoming Thursday, we're going to talk about the amendments that are coming up on the ballot in November. And then Saturday, we're going to get the trailer, the little prologue that that I wrote about this upcoming Halloween episodes. Uh, but I, I need to talk about Ian. So let's talk about it. Just under two weeks ago, the state of Florida was beaten by a massive near category five hurricane that shifted paths a few times until it struck Southwest Florida with an unbelievable ferocity. This was only a few days after another hurricane, Hurricane Fiona, battered our neighbors to the south, the island of Puerto Rico. I'm going to give you some places that you can donate or support both Southwest Florida, Florida at large, and our neighbors of Puerto Rico uh, in recovering from these hurricanes. But, but let's talk about the hurricane itself. And I'll be honest with you, I want to talk about the island of Sanibel. Just a few months ago, I released an episode taking a walk on Sanibel's shores along its beaches, shores that will be likely be permanently affected by the hurricane's impact from just two weeks ago. If you've been following the news, Sanibel was met with a direct hit from Hurricane Ian. Sanibel has only one bridge to get to and from the island itself. It's a causeway that curves away from the peninsula over to the island proper and its sister island, Captiva. That causeway is wonderful because it's also a really lovely place to spend the day at a beach, to fish, to take your boat out, to enjoy the boats, to enjoy this sort of in-between area uh, between the peninsula itself and Sanibel. That causeway sustained serious damage and several parts of its structure have collapsed. One area of it literally looks like it's been swept away into the surf. I've, I've never seen anything like that. We found a map that was used by the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, or NOAA, that provided more real-time images of this region, and it allowed me to get a better look at Sanibel's damage from above. I'm going to include a link to that map uh, in the episode description so you could see for yourself. I bet it's changed since I last looked, but there's some stuff I needed to see, some places that matter to me. There's buildings that are just gone just rubble. It's devastating. It's horrible to see. The erosion in particular along the beaches is extreme. There's these huge lines of water that were carving these canyons through the dunes. It's unbelievable. Some structures uh, along the Gulf are gone. They're, it's not just serious damage. They're, they're pretty much just rubble. The hotel that we usually stayed at, the entire lunch deck around the pool of that hotel is gone. The Ding Darling Refuge that I visited and discussed on the show and did an interview with a ranger 
from above it looks fine, but the the impact on the trees, uh, we, we have no idea what that's going to look like. I'm hoping to get in touch with some folks there at the refuge, and when I learn more about what it looks like over there, I will let you know as well. But of course, mangroves, as we discussed on this show just this summer, mangroves can sustain some, some pretty heavy water, and they can slow down impacts from waves. So we're going to probably see some studies about that in the years to come, and, and I'll be sure to talk about them because I'm fascinated by them. And the Sanibel Museum, which I visited for this show, um, it was seems to be okay from images from above. I've uh, spoken with the owner there, and I will be in touch uh, to learn more about the impact on that museum. And whatever I'm allowed to share with you all, I will do so. But Sanibel got hit, and one part of Sanibel in particular really got hit, the Sanibel Lighthouse. That lighthouse itself actually is fine. It lost a leg, but it is still incredibly standing. Its distinct silhouette is still present on the eastern edge of Sanibel. There were these structures, however, right next to the Sanibel Lighthouse that are completely gone. Two entire buildings. That station there began construction in 1884, and the lighthouse was operating by August 20th of that year. The structures right next to that lighthouse were built in the same year and served as dwellings for lighthouse keepers back in the day. When I visited, there was an osprey nest up on top of the chimney that was there, these, these two chimneys that emerged from the building. But when Hurricane Ian hit, it took the structures with it. They are gone. There's almost no trace of them on the beach, just the lighthouse. It is remarkable in the worst way possible. 140 years of history gone in a flash. Across the water from Sanibel, the city of Fort Myers is seeing unbelievable damage. I highly recommend that you check out journalism being done at the Fort Myers News Press, which is the paper based out of that region. I'm going to include a ton of links in the episode description places where you can read about what's going on, places where you can see places to donate. We're going to talk about that more in a minute, but Fort Myers is journalists. In fact, journalists from all over the state are doing really incredible work, going, speaking to people, talking about what they've seen. I've, I've seen some chilling stories, some inspiring stories, some fascinating stories, just stuff that you won't even believe. So go check out those articles and, and see what's happening down there. I highly suggest you look into it if you can. Buildings there are now just piles of lumber and wood. Looking at those photos, it kind of boggles the mind, but you got to see them. It's impossible to not draw comparisons between Hurricane Ian and Hurricane Andrew, which hit just about 30, 30 years ago. Hurricane Andrew hit Miami hard, and when it hit, it changed so much of Floridian life soon after. There's a clip from that era that I posted on this show's Facebook. It's getting rotation again. It's of an emergency manager in South Florida who famously begged for federal support. She said, where in the hell is the cavalry on this one? And it was because Miami was really, really struggling after Andrew. And immediately after Ian hit, I saw people were resharing that clip from the page. And uh, I, I, the comparisons are impossible to ignore. Just the size of the hurricane, the impact of the hurricane, and uh, the changes that we're likely going to see. A lot changed after Hurricane Andrew, building codes in Florida in particular. It's believed that many of the buildings that were affected by Ian were buildings that were built before the hurricane-proof codes that were put into place after Hurricane Andrew in 92. I actually want to include a link here real quick from the mayor of Fort Myers, Kevin Anderson. He was on CBS News' Face the Nation last weekend with Margaret Brennan, who's the host of that show. She asks him about changing building codes. Here is a little bit of her question and his response about it and, and the impact of those building codes on the buildings in Fort Myers. Uh, Senator Scott and the FEMA administrator just spoke about the need to potentially change building codes because of just the incredible devastation that you've seen. Is that the prime issue you've seen with uh, impact? Is it the buildings aren't up to 
to snuff, or is it that there's just uh, incredibly different weather patterns? So our, most of our damage was right along the, the river, and it was caused by flooding. Uh, I was in one of the worst hit areas yesterday in the east side of town. Uh, you can see the newer houses are intact and they're fine, but the older homes, which were built lower and not up to the current codes, they suffered more damage. So having solid, uh, good building codes is a key to this issue. Early in that question, Margaret Brennan includes a mention of the climate, referencing changing weather patterns. Now, we will not know for a while just how much of the climate emergency impacted the growth of Ian as a storm. We don't know for certain. Meteorologists will be sure to have lots to say on that in the very, very near future. I'm eager to talk about it, share it on the show, share it on the social media. It's going to be a big conversation, but we are already seeing suggestions that the increased rainfall, because there were warmer oceans, which led to more evaporation, which led to more rain in the storm. Orlando, where I live, has been facing massive flooding problems. Whole neighborhoods just near me are underwater. Main streets, lake districts, under just tons of water. Still, I live in Sanford. I was just there the morning that I recorded this episode, and there's water way up from the lake, just in the streets. So we are still seeing flooding two weeks out. The problem is receding, but the fear of that flood will continue to be on people's minds, and I'm sure we're going to see a lot of change about that in the years to come, which is exactly the point that I want to make, the the, the reason I wanted to make this episode. We just talked about how Hurricane Andrew has had an impact on this story. Hurricane Andrew happened 30 years ago, years before I was born. Andrew had a, a really lasting impact on Florida life. This podcast only existed for a few months when Hurricane Michael devastated the panhandle of Florida, and I am still telling you stories about the impact of that hurricane. I did an episode this year about how Hurricane Michael is still impacting the foliage and the nature and the trees of this state. So why I'm telling you this is, is that right now the problem is people. There are real people who need help right now. Whatever we can do, to help them, we have to do it. We're a community, we are a state, we are united, we have faced this hurricane together, and if we have the capacity to give, whether that's physical material, whether that is money that we have available, whether that is donations that we have available to us, if we can, it would mean so much to be able to help these communities. It is essential. Many people lost their lives, and many people lost their homes, and the least we can do as members of this Floridian community is to give what we can. So I have some places for you to check out in the episode description. The big advice I want to give you is this. FEMA, the American Red Cross, they do a lot of work. You're going to see them talked a lot about in these donations. If you want to donate to them, please do so. But local organizations are extremely important when it comes to helping places get out of situations like this. Those are national programs, the Red Cross and FEMA. Those are, those are big, big organizations that have huge impacts. But local places, cities, counties, even communities, churches, places that people gather, they are accepting donations. They are accepting physical things. They are accepting money. Whatever you can give, if you can, to help people out in Southwest Florida, it will not be able to put their house up tomorrow. But it can help them... It can help the community start solving whatever problems they can today. So if you have the capacity, it would mean a lot to those people if you could do that. So please check the top of the episode description. There's going to be no links in the episode description to anything other than places for you to donate to the parts, to the people who need it 
in Southwest Florida and to the people in Puerto Rico who are surviving from Hurricane Fiona. They need your help as well. So in the episode description, there will be articles, links, places to check out. I highly recommend you look into those. There's a great article from the Fort Myers News Press that will be the top article in the episode description. Click that. They have tons of places for you to donate. Go check that out. It would mean a lot to them. And I'd be very proud if someone found a good place to donate from this episode. So go check those out. And one last thing before I go. This story is not over. It it doesn't actually really have an ending. This is an event that is now fully etched into the timeline of Florida. Its ramifications will be explored for years to come, and I am fascinated to know what follows. As I mentioned, the next couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about non-Hurricane Ian stuff, and we're going to talk about Hurricane Ian. It's just, we don't even have the scope to process the things that are going to be changed from this storm. Ian is a part of our story for better or for worse, and we will remember its impacts for generations. This is just the beginning of that story, and I hope that we can tell it together. Let's start by rebuilding what we can and helping those who need it right now. Thank you for listening to this show. I'll be back on Thursday with some information about the amendments that are going to be on the ballot in November. I'm really excited to talk to you about that. There's only three, but they are fascinating amendments. I'll see you Thursday and then Saturday and then Monday for a brand new episode. But check out the episode description for those links. I'm very glad that I got to talk to you and I'm so excited for this upcoming season. Have a wonderful week. Let's talk soon. See you Thursday. Be good to yourself. Be good to others. You know what? Let's scrap it all. Be good to others. They need you right now.